What's up, friends? Welcome to episode 10 of Be Fearlessly Authentic. We are so excited for this conversation and conversations to come. Today, Andrea and I sit down and we talk about peanut clusters, the interweb, and some of our favorite moments from Black History Month. We also talk about what's coming next. So don't miss this. Thanks so much for being here. We hope you enjoy this conversation. So today I was scrolling on Instagram and I found on the interwebs. Uh, so I follow this guy named Caleb Kallenbach and he's a great follow. Uh, always posting very uh, entertaining uh, kind of uh, like if you're into like superheroes and different stuff, you'd be entertained by him. Also, he's just like a wise pastor soul. But so it is actually a screenshot of his Twitter, I think. And it starts with uh, a picture of a Bible. And his tweet is, Costco has Bibles for sale under the genre of fiction. Hmm, dot, dot, dot. Someone responding to Caleb wrote, this is what makes you angry, question mark. Caleb then responds to this person. You comment on this seven and a half years later, crying, laughing face and applause. And no, I wasn't angry. I thought it was funny. Now, what you did not hear in what I see is that that initial tweet was from November of 2013. The tweet back of this is what makes you angry, I believe happened today because the screenshot shows eight hours ago and then Caleb responding to it four hours ago. Um, so yeah, Steph, what are your response? I don't even know how with all of the algorithms built the way they are. How do you even find a tweet that is that old? <laughs> that is a great question. I Yeah. It's like, unless you just follow one person, maybe he only follows Caleb and just scrolled his whole feed. <laughs> maybe they just haven't been on in seven and a half years. And so this is the first thing that popped up. I don't know, man. That's wild to me. <laughs> Honestly, though, I do have to say that I... <laughs> I feel like I can relate to this guy a little bit because if it was something that I just saw, maybe he didn't see the date. Um, and maybe also he really just thought it was an engaging conversation. He just really wanted to see, like he wanted to fight, you know, and I don't fault him for that. <laughs> um, I So I appreciate you sympathizing. I also appreciate that like your eightness is so coming out being like, maybe you wanted to fight. And this is something that I have learned about Stephanie is Stephanie loves Twitter because Stephanie loves a good fight. Um, like she doesn't like a, like a, I don't know, a immature, messy one. Like she likes an intellectual um, mm -hmm. discussion. And that is why she likes Twitter or I don't know, I'm putting words in your mouth. Um, no, that's very true. Someone told me today that I would, that, if I got onto TikTok, it would replace my need for Twitter. And I was just like, oh no, it definitely would not because Twitter is a like words game, right? Mm -hmm. And TikTok is a video game, not video game, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I'm way more into the words than the videos. So mm. that is true. That 
I, or I, like, I see what you're saying there. Um, and so one, I was just telling Stephanie, like, she also doesn't need to get on Twitter because, and listener specifically if you're a millennial and you're like trying to figure out because like you're realizing that you're wearing skinny jeans still and you're parting your hair on the side and you're like, oh my gosh, Guilty. I'm old. <laughs> um, first of all, no, you're not. And second of all, uh, you don't need to get TikTok. As someone who's been on TikTok, as someone that works with Gen Z, here's what I will tell you. Ever since Instagram got reels, TikTok is like old news. Even my middle schoolers say like, oh, I'm so over TikTok. So, wow. and I also think that part of that is, is because all of y'all millennials hopped on <laughs> and totally changed it, which I'm entertained by. Um, but here's what I find fascinating is that, um, that this post was originally posted seven and a half years ago. And maybe there was like comments and feedback seven and a half years ago. I'd have to like go look at Caleb's Twitter. Stephanie, I'm going to leave that to you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but today in 2021, man, people just want to fight on social media. Um, and also I totally did read those tweets with my own personal inflection. Um, but that is like how I read them is like, this is what makes you angry, like almost trying to provoke Caleb, um, where Caleb, I guess like you totally could read it as a Caleb's angry, but he literally did just put a, hmm. Yeah. It's uh, like interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. I will say I've gotten into my fair share of conversations on Twitter where I'm, I literally don't understand how someone could take what I have said as like, I'm angry or I'm trying to manipulate you. Like it's wild out there. So be safe on the interwebs guys. Cause <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy world out there. Make sure you wear your helmet and your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. And, uh, and cover your heart because oh. it can get easily offended. Yes. Oh man. That is where I've had to like really with my love for Twitter that I keep telling people about, I've had to really go like, okay, Am I in a headspace for this right now? And really like take Jesus with me actively into those conversations because people are stupid and mean. And I have to just really like approach those conversations with grace and love. I did love, I'm going to brag on myself for a little bit because <laughs> I follow this guy called the Confessing Millennial and he's, he's great. He has great theological content. And I got into a conversation on one of his threads and he decided to follow me after he saw all my conversation. And he messaged me and he was like, I just really appreciated how graceful you were in that conversation. So I decided to follow you. Yes, definitely. So, and that was a moment where I was like, okay, that's the tone that I need to, you know, go into these things with. But yeah, there's a lot of guard your heart and guard your mind and soul and all that because it's wild, wild, wild west. Well, well, I think besides the point that we're just in a, a time in our culture where people are sensitive and defensive and I mean, come on, it's literally been a year of crisis. Um, but also there are people who their one goal is to be a troll. It's true. <laughs> and, and so it, it is like that old adage of like, you can't fight fire with fire. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like there are times and like, psh, I have no following really, but even I like have people slide into my DMs sometimes and I'm just like, I want to fight fire with fire and mm -hmm. that is going to get us nowhere. True. There's a whole, there's a whole conversation there, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking 
does WWW really stand for Wild Wild West? Because I feel like that's what the interweb feels like. Oh, I like wild, that. Wild Wild West. <laughs> wild Wild West instead of the World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> this is the 2021 version. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I kind of feel like this kind of intersects or transitions us pretty well into um, celebrating and kind of us to sitting down and recapping, rehashing, um, dialoguing on the past four weeks where we have celebrated Black History Month. Um, yes, it is March, but we are going to continue to celebrate Black History Month for forever. But the reason why I see this transition is because, Stephanie, you were actually the one that brought this up, and you brought it up several times as we sat down with our guests um, and as just you, the two of us spoke about how Black History Month this year felt a little bit different and that you were like damned if you did celebrate it on social media and you were damned if you didn't celebrate it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did definitely felt that coming in, you know, it was even among friends or family or whatever where, yeah, we're going to talk about Black History Month. Oh, what does that mean? What are you going to talk about? You know, all these things that people are on edge and kind of just waiting for another fight. It's that same mentality as you go on Twitter. It's like, we're just kind of either, either looking for the fight to get involved or looking for the fight just to shed whatever kind of anger we're carrying with us. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt a little bit of that tension coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that we took the time to get to know people and have these amazing conversations. And I, you know, even if it brought up some tough conversations with our friends and family, I think it's so good and healthy and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Um, but yeah. And, and one of the things we kept talking about was like, why do we celebrate it? How do we celebrate it? You know? And I think there's so much good that came out of those conversations and we're going to continue this, right? Like we, we want to continue like February has ended, but we want to continue these conversations celebrating amazing Black lives and the history that they are creating right now. Um, But what, Andrea, what is like a highlight for you? We had three amazing conversations with some friends. Um, I got to meet a new friend of yours, Alexandria, and just, just talk and really real talk. It felt like real honest conversations um so what was a highlight for you from these black history month conversations oh i have so many (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna try and pare this down um i think and this is true of christy and dax as well and i just think in general is like i'm a connector of people like one of my favorite things to do is introduce fascinating people to people i think they will like get along with because they're also fascinated by similar things um and so i a highlight for me was genuinely just introducing some of our friends to our friends mm-hmm. um which is you who are listening to this Um, because I think that they're amazing. Um, I, though I have yet to meet a stranger because I love every person, um, I am pretty choosy of who I let into my like inner, inner circles or who I will let influence me is probably the way that I will say it. And the people that we invite on are people that I, so far are people that I've chosen to allow influence me. And um, and each of these individuals are people who have influenced me in the conversation of Black history and racial reconciliation um, long before 
um, bringing them on to this podcast. Uh, Alex, yes, I met her in 2020, but we have these conversations just because she's my sister and that's like what we do when we're like in the office or whatever. Um, but Charvis and Melinda, like they're two people I've talked about this with for a while. And, and so I think a highlight for me was, uh, to continue the conversation, but then also to continue to be influenced each, each conversation. I learned something new and that, um, that I think was challenging and also encouraging. Um, but I also think just such a simple reminder of we are all, learning constantly. Uh, like it's that old adage of like, what'd you learn today? Because we always learn something new each day. So Mm -hmm. that was for me. What about you, Steph? Yeah. Yeah. There is just so much, um, so many good little nuggets and everything. I think, I think something that just kind of overall really stood out to me was I'll be honest, like whether because of myself or because of other people, I haven't always had a seat at the table in this conversation, understandably. So like, I don't understand and all of that. Um, but just the, just the acceptance of, of specifically the three that we interviewed, um, Melinda Charvis and Alexandria, but like that they actually invited us in, like, obviously we invited them to our podcast, but they were willing to have those conversations. And it felt like such a safe place where we can just ask things because we just want to understand, we just want to get to know them, you know, and, and see their experience and their perspective. And it felt so, it felt so honoring all around, um, that we got to honor them, but they also honored us in the way, not that I'm looking for that, but like, I just felt so accepted into that conversation. And that's just something that we don't see right now in our world. It's, it's a very one-sided, you know, um, there's just so much tension that we all see out there. And, Um, And I think especially like being able to get a little practical with it, especially with Charvis, like just kind of him saying like, hey, here are some practical ways to just get to know people and make sure that your circle isn't, you know, just a bunch of white girls, like mix it up, get diverse and really get to know people that don't look like you. Um, Those are just kind of some of those things that are like, I just equally felt like I had a place to, to talk about this, to ask the hard questions, um, or the uncomfortable things. But then I also was challenged to move forward and, and not let it just stay here. Um, not let this conversation just stay here. So, so many good things. Um, I've loved, I've loved getting to bring people into our podcast world and just get to know more perspectives. And I can't wait to have more of that too. So it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I would add on um, something that it's funny because we actually said this, we said, you know, celebrating black history is celebrating the black people that we know. And that's why we're inviting them on. Like that was literally what we said, bringing this in. But I think one of like the biggest takeaways for me, which started with Melinda and then Charvis said it again. And then Alexandra said it again is they are black history. Mm -hmm. Melinda and Charvis's kids and Alexandra's future kids, (laughs) they are black history. And I think I was made aware where like, though I had the like knowledge in my head in January to say, we're celebrating our friends, black voices. I think I'm, I'm now realizing I was actually thinking celebrating black history was um, people who have gone before us and probably are already dead. Um, totally forgetting that history is being written 
each and every single day. Um, and so that is something that is like still uh, swirling in my head. And I'm so appreciative that not only every single one of them uh, stated it, just making it be like, I can't run from this, but also like that totally shifts the way that I look at every human I interact with, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, like you name it, whatever. So, yeah. 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 I love that also. It's exciting to like get to be a part of that and like get to see history unfold before us if we're really willing to like recognize it that way. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm sure that we could keep talking about this. Is there anything else you want to say about this before I? No, I think that's it. Okay. because because we're not done talking about this like this, right me uh stephanie and andrea we will talk about racial reconciliation um mm-hmm. ongoing uh so but speaking of ongoing so you know last week sometime you probably turned your calendar and we went from february to march and so we went you know technically we're no longer in black history month technically <laughs> um but as soon as you turned the page we went to women's history month Woo! didn't even know that honestly until someone sent me a post about it <laughs> so that's what's really funny is that stephanie literally did not know that it was women's history month i knew that march 8th which is if you're listening to this today hello welcome to um international women's day um but I think even I realized or learned that March is Women's History Month. And uh, to know me is to know that I love celebrating women. But to know me and to know that I love celebrating women does not mean that I do not hold space and crowd out men. So good. So, yeah. Um, Steph, what are your thoughts on Women's History Month? I love I love what you just said. That was a mic drop moment. I think we need to appreciate that. Um yeah, I don't think I've ever really, maybe I've known it before, you know, that, yeah, that's kind of a thing. Um, I definitely remember International Women's Day because I used to work in women's ministry. So we always mm-hmm. would post something then. Um, but to know that there's a whole month is interesting. And I think, I think there's something to, um, you know, again, it's one of those conversations that I feel like can be full of tension in today's world. And, you know, again, we can ask the question, why a whole month dedicated to women instead of men? Um, And it's the same answer pretty much. (laughs) It's that, you know, for too long, um, women were not seen as equal partners to men. So, you know, this is kind of a reminder that like, you probably don't know who all these women are in history um, because they did things so under the radar because they had to to survive. Um, false names, men's names. Yep. Yep. Totally. Husband? Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I don't really like, I kind of feel like I should be, I should read something or <laughs> do some research to really, you know, it made me start thinking, wow, who are the women um, in history that I really admire? And, um, I don't have an answer for that right off the bat. There's so many, but, you know, even tying the two history months together, Rosa Parks is yeah <laughs> amazing. Harriet um, Tubman. Oh, yes. Seriously. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch that movie this week in honor of Women International Women's Day. Okay, I will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about it. I think... Um, There is also something that in seminary we've talked about that, just like you said, like it's not about demeaning or diminishing 
the role that men have, but it's about recognizing the role that women have. And I won't go into all of it, but the study of Genesis and the word helper, mm-hmm. it will blow your mind. So like, <laughs> so I'll just say that the word helper is used to define God at other times throughout the Bible. And then we see that that's exactly what he uses to, um, in reference to Eve, that, you know, Adam needed a helper. And we always put people down in the word helper. And we say, you know, oh yeah, yeah, you're just a helper. Like that's even worse than sidekick, you know? Um, But to see that comparison of that word and really understand the original language and all that was mind blowing to me. So uh, you should go do a word study on that if you really want to. (laughs) Well, and speaking of, you know, I'm back on the interwebs, back on Instagram. <laughs> Apparently that's yes. my uh, interweb of choice. Uh, so Joe Saxton, um, a brilliant black, actually she's British, um, communicator. If you don't know her, go follow her at Joe Saxton. Um, she just posted today, um, and it's a list. Eve, Hagar, Miriam, Deborah, Ruth, Naomi, Esther, Hulda, Hannah, Anna, Elizabeth, Mary, Martha, Joanna, Susanna, Phoebe, Priscilla, Junia, Eunice, Lois, Chloe, Lydia, Yodia, and Sinteki. The list of influential women in the Bible is long, each woman with her own powerful voice and story. Mm. What would it look like if we were to take a week or to take the month of March and to actually study these women. Some of these women we know really well, like Mary, every December, we're going to hear about Mary in the church, right? But there are some women on this list. You might look at the name and go, I actually have no idea who they are, but I bet you know all about, you know, a lot of the guys. And, mm-hmm. and that's not, again, to diminish the guys. Like, they're amazing and incredible. But again, we serve an abundant God, which means that there's more room so let's, yeah. let's celebrate some ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many names I don't know on that list. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, need to go do some studying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of, oh, I don't know if you have anything else to say about. Actually, yeah. What are you excited about with Women's History Month? Okay, so I've kind of already started doing this on my own personal Instagram, but one of my favorite things, um, so, and this actually will probably be your perfect segue, so here you go, I'm tossing it up, (laughs) is I love to celebrate. Like, I genuinely love to celebrate life and different things. I'm easily excitable. Um, I'm either, like, alone in my room, like, please don't talk to me, or I'm like, life is amazing. The sky's awake. I'm awake. Um, and so one of the things that I love about International Women's Day and specifically now that I know it's like a whole month is I love celebrating the women in my life. I love celebrating the women who have influenced me from afar, but also those like way up close. Like I, um, actually shared on one of our posts this past week, uh, three women who have had an impact in, shaping me and where I'm at as a leader. And one of them goes all the way back to 2012 when y'all, I was a Christian, but I had no idea what it actually meant to follow Jesus. Like I was the naive person that I now recruit for student summer camps um, where like they needed a volunteer. And I was like, sure, I'll go. And they were like, sucker, perfect. She's in her early twenties. This will be great. 
y'all, I haven't talked to these people in years, but as I just like kind of sat praying going, who are the women who have impacted me and have empowered me and believed in me when I didn't even know that there was something to believe in. Um, and so, yeah. And, and also like I, I shared on my personal Instagram, there's also been men who have done that, but this month I want to be very, very intentional of, um, writing thank you letters or texts or even calling women and just being like, Hey, thank you for believing in me. Hey, thank you for living your life the way that you do. Hey, whatever. And yes, there's like the famous people and whatever, but those that, you know, up close and personal. Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity. Like you're saying to also just see the women around you for what they're doing or who they are. Um, I was just talking with a coworker about how like men and women alike, I don't think we realize the impact of us calling someone out on their gifts and skills and saying, man, I saw that and that was great. And you're doing amazing things for the kingdom. Like that has so much weight. Like our words have so much weight. So use this as an opportunity to try and pay more attention to the women around you and seeing them and who they are, what they're doing. Um, and call it out in them. Like, I'm not a words of affirmation person, but like everyone needs that every once in a while to just be seen. And, you know, for me, I realized I feel seen when someone trusts me with things, whether it's something of their own story or it's a responsibility. Um, But like, just see women, see them for what they're doing because they are just as equally important to this world and to God's kingdom. So totally. Um, I, I know that you have something, but I, I gotta say this. Yeah, you gotta say it. Because one of our favorite pastors, and maybe we've already quoted him on this before. I know that we've quoted him on something else. Uh, pastor Kurt Harlow always says, no one ever ends their day over-encouraged. Mm-hmm. No one ever gets more than enough encouragement, like leaving their day going like, man, I just got way too much encouragement today. <laughs> no one ever. And so listener, like literally right here, right now, pause it, stop it, do what you got to do. Quit listening to us. I don't care, but send a text or a call or set up a coffee with someone so that you can encourage them. And some practical ways that I do that is I tell people, Hey, here's where I see Jesus in you. Mm-hmm. That is like one of my favorite ways to encourage people because I don't like shallow compliments. Maybe Stephanie, that's your reason for you don't like words of affirmation is saying like, Hey, you're great. Hey, you're awesome. Hey, you did a great job with that. That means nothing to me. Future reference. Anyone for you that know me, please don't say those things. Say specific intentional things or better yet say, this is where I see Jesus in you. Or, Hey, this is where I see you bringing life to other people. Or this is where I see you brought to life. This is where I see you the most you and set free and joyful. Um, so Yeah. I just got to say, stop whatever you're doing right now, unless you're driving, please keep driving, (laughs) be safe. Um, and encourage someone bonus points if it's a woman, because it's March. Yeah, that's great. Very practical. See, I love these practical steps. (laughs) Um, okay. So we're talking like, man, there's all these things that we celebrate and why do we celebrate it all? And if you guys have been on the interweb, man, we're just really obsessed with the interweb um, for, you know, longer than, I don't know, two months, um, you would realize <laughs> that there are a bunch of random celebration days. And so this is probably so embarrassing for me to admit, but I was 
very avid in my blogging at one point. So it was important for me. So I signed up for this thing called National Day Calendar. And I get an email and I still get them because it's kind of entertaining now. I get an email every day. It's like in the evening that tells me what the next day's national day is. And I put air quotes around that because (laughs) I don't know who makes these things up. And every once in a while, I get an email that says new national day alert. And they've made up another new national day. (laughs) Who is the they that is doing this? I don't know. This national day calendar people. That's what they're called. If you know, Um, let us know. Yeah. Um, So I thought it'd be entertaining to just see what is today. If you're watching this on Monday, March 8th, International Women's Day, we know that. It's also National Organ Day. So um, congrats if you live in Oregon, I guess. Oh, like the state. Yeah, the state, not the... (laughs) Okay. I was like, there's a lot of different kinds of organs. Which kind of organ? Like donate an organ, play an organ, go to organ. (laughs) Okay, great. Great, great, great. Um, it's also National Peanut Cluster Day. Oh. Cluster specifically. That's weird. I'm wondering what the other national peanut days are, you know? Oh, Is there like a there peanut must... M&M day? Mm-hmm. Good. Peanut Brittle Day? There mm. has to be, right? We got to have equal yeah, yeah, equality yeah, yeah. here. Hey, um, it's also National Proofreading Day, which I can really appreciate. <laughs> Hey, shout out to all of you like Stephanie who spot the minor mistakes and you read our all staff emails that we are, <laughs> before we send them out so that we don't get the embarrassing email being like, hey, you misspelled this. Mm, yeah. If you need something proofread today, send it my way. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, just for reference, Tuesday of this week, the 9th, is National Barbie Day. <gasps> Barbie? <laughs> wow, you were really excited for that. Like I said, easily excitable. Oh my gosh. So this is the fun thing is that there is, oh, Tuesday's also national get over it day. Oh, I man, like that. We definitely posted about that. <laughs> <laughs> man, there are just, there's too many fun things. So yeah, we like this like idea of celebrating things in our culture and I don't know, I think even just from our conversation right now, it's just fun, but mm-hmm. Is there anything you would add to that? Like, why do we celebrate? What's the purpose of all of this? I mean, someone from this group that creates these must have such a love for peanut clusters (laughs) that they just decided it was worth a whole day. Uh Where does that come from? (laughs) Or their partner does. And they realize like, hey, their life will be better if they add this. So, okay, I'm about to get like real spiritual on us. I love it. Let's do it. Okay, so here is why I think spiritually uh, is because a spiritual practice is celebration. It is not one that we think about often because in as uh, 21st century American Christians, because that's most of who our followers are, um, when we think of spiritual practices, we often actually think of them as spiritual disciplines. And we think of like, um, solitude and fasting and like reading our Bible for like hours and be like, these things sound terrible. But the truth is one, I much prefer the word spiritual practices because it's like, Hey, I'm practicing this. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. It means I'm doing my best, but also spiritual practices are awesome. And one of them does include celebration. Like right now we're in the Lenten season, which a lot of people are practicing fasting, which is saying no to something, often a food or, Hey, shout out social media. Bye-bye interweb. Um, 
in order to say yes to Jesus more. Like that's the way that I've been defining it to my students. But I learned from my good friend, Jill Camacho, uh, last year, I think that in the midst of Lent and fasting, that there is um, feasting Sunday or celebration Sunday, where um, where while you are giving up things and while you are suffering with Christ, we are also raised to life and celebrating in the resurrection and new life. And that's not just on Easter Sunday; that can be every Sunday. Um, especially during the Lenten season that some people that's exactly how they fast is they celebrate and feast on Sunday and they fast Monday through Saturday. Um, and so, yeah, Pastor Dre's answer is because it's a spiritual practice. That's why we celebrate things. Um, Andrea of 2021 also says, because literally it's been a year, one year ago this week, we had no idea that our entire world and lives were about to change. And you know what? We need to celebrate some good things sometimes, especially in the year of 2021. What about you? Why do you think, so, why do you so enjoy good. this? Or why do you think it's the dumbest thing ever? <laughs> you choose. Gosh, you know what? I think they go hand in hand. I think, mm -hmm. I do think sometimes it's like peanut clusters. Come on. I don't know. That's the one that I'm stuck with right now. <laughs> peanut clusters. Where does that come from? Um, but I, I do agree. I think that there's such a value to celebrating, um, even the little things, right? So you know what? I take that back. If you just love peanut clusters and it is what brings you the utmost joy in your day, more power to you. <laughs> I cannot fault you for that. Um, I'm not even sure what an actual peanut cluster is, but that's okay. That That is what I think we have actually steered away from in our society is like, people looking at something that you want to celebrate because it's fun to you and saying that's dumb, it doesn't matter, yeah. and then just shunning you for it. Yeah. And I, I really do think I'm not someone who celebrates all the time. Like I actually forget to. So I do think that's a spiritual practice I need to focus on more. Um, I tend to be the one that's like, all right, great. That was great. Moving on. Got to, you know, hit the next best thing. What's, what's going on. But really taking time to pause and see like the littlest joy that God is bringing into my day can really overwhelm me in such a positive light. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I, you know what? I really do. I take it back. It's not stupid. I can't see it as stupid because someone somewhere decided this is worth a whole day of celebrating. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is absolutely like your prerogative because God wants us to have fun and he wants us to have joy. Now that's partnered with him. So I think what we do celebrate <laughs> does need to be in line with him. And, you know, when we're really aligning our desires with his, then that's all good. But, um, but he wants us to have joy mm -hmm. and like his heart breaks when we don't. And when we just, choose to stay down or we choose to not see something as worthy of celebrating even like yourself like one of my favorite national days that I learned um was national compliment day and um I forget when it is but I wrote a blog post about it a couple of years ago and I actually wrote it with the mindset of what would it look like if you complimented yourself like what if you spent today complimenting yourself. Now, 
maybe there's a lot of people out there who do that too much. So if that's not, you know, a problem for you, don't lean into that too much. But I think far too often we're, we're judging ourselves by other people's standards and by this world and society. And we're saying, you know, we're degrading ourselves. And then we focus so much on complimenting others that we degrade ourselves even more because we think, man, we're not there yet. So I took that day, National Compliment Day, and said, how can I compliment myself? Because I think Jesus is trying to compliment us. Um, and we just push it away far too often. So I think that that's, those are where those little moments of celebration are really important to actually keep you living the abundant life. Yeah. I also want to kind of circle back to your like come to Jesus moment with these peanut clusters because, (laughs) (laughs) because I think Stephanie, I think you're really onto something Um, specifically in 2021 and women's history month and black history month is it's so interesting how we tend to get totally down to celebrate whatever we want to celebrate. Um, like we are so pumped about it. Like I know that, um, you know, in New Orleans specifically, like not getting to have Mardi Gras this past year was devastating to the Cajun people, which like shout out like the Louisianans because they know how to celebrate and have a party. Um, But also I know like here in Chicago, St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up, is like a huge thing. And that was the first thing shut down and not allowed to celebrate in 2020 here in Chicago. And people lost their mind, but like people you don't even have to be Irish. All of a sudden everyone is on St. Patrick's day and everyone wants to celebrate it. But it's interesting where like, if it's peanut clusters or something else that you don't see as valuable or you don't like, all of a sudden you don't want to celebrate it. And I think something that I'm really proud of is the way that we, despite how people look at Black History Month in 2021, you and I said, you know what? We're going to be damned in either way. And so we're going to celebrate the people that we know and love. And potentially we're going to help shine a light and maybe more people will want to celebrate this moving forward with us. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so valid and honoring to people to say like, um, you can laugh about it maybe, but like, hey, you have totally different ideas of what is fun in life or what food you like. Um, And I may think it's weird, but that's just because it's different from me. And I'm not going to stop you from enjoying that. Um, And I think like, as I've gotten older in friendships and everything, recognizing that those differences, and this goes to the broader conversation of Black History Month and Women's History Month too, um, those differences are actually what make us stronger friends because our different perspectives are like that iron sharpening iron. So I think begin to celebrate the things your friends are celebrating too, even if it's not something you would naturally think is worth celebrating. Totally. I mean, I have a real quick specific example that is so practical, I think. So one of my roommates is from Singapore. So she's Singaporean. And um, in February was the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year. And my other roommate um, was like, hey, we should celebrate Chinese New Year. And I thought like nothing of it. I was like, uh, Chinese food for dinner, 100%. I'm in, let's do this. Also, once again, I like to celebrate people. Um, and so to me, it was like, absolutely, let's do this. But what was really cool is I got to see 
how meaningful that was to my roommate from Singapore. She, mm -hmm. she told us both and she actually shared about it on her social media. She was just like, so grateful to have roommates who will celebrate with me, um, something from my culture. And I was just like, man, I was just looking forward to some good food. Um, and that willingness to say yes ended up being a celebration that meant a lot to someone else. You know what? The, almost the exact same thing happened. Um, not personally to me, but a friend of mine, a group of friends from work. Um, one of them just recently moved from Louisiana. And so the, this whole group of friends threw a Mardi Gras party for him and was like, and you know, I looked at that and I was like, gosh, is Mardi Gras really that big of a deal? In but, Louisiana? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was so fun for them. And he felt so like loved because they were willing to do that and embrace something from his culture that was very fun and a big deal. So mm -hmm. it was cool to see even from afar. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, I hope that they got to experience this because when I first experienced uh, Mardi Gras, when I was living in Texas and had friends from Louisiana, I learned about the brilliance of king cake. And if you never had king cake, one, hopefully you're not gluten-free, um, but two, you should check it out. Um, really, you can only get it around Mardi Gras and in Louisiana. But then also with Chinese New Year, something else I learned is that um, the older generation, the aunties and the uncles, they give money to the younger people. Guys, Oh, I think, I think we should all be celebrating other cultures <laughs> more often because there are good things in all of these celebrations. Seriously. Yeah. I love that. That's, that just goes into, I think, so many things that we've talked about and the importance of getting to know other people and different experiences and cultures and all of that. And it just helps us become better people and have more fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah. else could you want? Exactly. Cool. Right. So should we wrap this up with a, if you really knew me? I guess so. You get to go hey. first. <laughs> <laughs> you were so fast. I said, I have to set it, say it way faster. So, um, okay. If you really knew me, then you would know that we actually just had our first relaunch in-person services at my church, Soul City Church in Chicago. And my extroverted self is like, alive. I'm so excited. I I'm celebrating all by myself. Um, so I'm feeling really, really good from that. But then also to know me is to know that, um, I've also been feeling my depression a little bit more. Um, which I actually don't know if I've shared about that, but, uh, I realized since moving here that I battle depression or at least since COVID kicked off and, you know, being alone for months, it's not very good for the human soul, specifically an extrovert. And, um, and so that's been kind of frustrating, but, uh, I'm in therapy. And so you'll learn more about how that's been going in next week's episode. Oh, I like that kind of a teaser. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'll leave with a teaser as well, because to know me right now, uh, is to know that, um, I'm exhausted, but I think I'm realizing that I'm like, emotionally exhausted and it's not from feeling emotions it's from pushing away emotions like I and I know that about myself hence the therapy hence our conversation next week but um the last two weeks you know I just I just started therapy so it's still just like I haven't really gotten to that place um but I'm just kind of with myself and with friends and trusted people kind of processing some things and realizing, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot to process. Um, and yo, I don't know if you are on Marco Polo a lot, 
but I just got back on. (laughs) I did too, because a group of my friends from school are on it. And so we all just like kind of catch up every now and then and like talk kind of regularly. And Marco Polo is a place that is wild to me. It's like, it must be just the safest place, you know, in the app world, because I just feel all of a sudden compelled to like let my emotions run and I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) I celebrate that. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Just kidding. I need to. Um, But yeah, it's funny because it's this group of friends that like we're, we're not super close. Like we've just kind of grown together through this program. And I think it's because I'm not actually talking one-on-one with them, right? Like I'm not face-to-face. It's literally just me kind of talking to myself technically. Um, and then sharing that video and they've all said the same thing. They were like, Oh my gosh, yes. Marco Polo has that effect. Like you just start saying things and all of a sudden the the tears start coming and I'm like, well, good to know I'm not alone in that, but that is, that is where I'm at right now. So just, I, I've responded to many polls on Instagram of people lately who say, you know, what do you need right now? A good cry or a good laugh. I've seen this a few times the last couple of weeks and every time I've answered a good cry, have I cried since then? No. <laughs> oh, I got some movies <laughs> to recommend that they, they oh, no. do the trick. Oh no. I just need to watch like those military homecoming videos and that oh, does it. <laughs> but yes, that is, you know, I think it's just something like it's a weird thing to celebrate mm-hmm. uh, hard emotions, but mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's a good thing to process. So We're going to talk more about that next week, though. Mm -hmm. Our update on therapy, how we're doing with our words. It's going to be really great. So anything else, Andrea, as we wrap up? No, I mean, that was a perfect transition to say. So if you haven't already, subscribe. Also, leave a, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the word? Review. Yep, a review. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Subscribe, leave a review. Give us however many stars you think we deserve. Um, Hopefully it's five. I don't know. but yeah, because we we want to make sure, A, to continue this conversation with you, but also, yeah, we just appreciate it. 